Hey everybody, thank you for joining me today, New Hope Radio. Today we begin a brand new series. Hope you can stay with me for, uh, I don't know, next five, six, seven days. We're going to talk about souped up Christians. Oh yeah. What is a souped up Christian? And uh, are you one? That's a good one. What I like about the series, it's a series that's going to show us the level of life that God wants us to be living at. I wonder how many people are living at God's level that he intended for them. You know, we're going to take a look at three levels of life. The third one, I believe, is the highest one. God wants us there. I wonder how many are living at level one or level two. Well, what are those three levels? Let's take a look. The three levels I see Christians living at are at the level of, here it comes now, jalopy, (laughs) toy car, or souped up. That's it. We're talking about souped up Christians, right? So you're either living at the jalopy level the toy car level, or the souped-up level? Which one? Well, hopefully we're going to determine that today, and then you can make your own choice, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a good one. Okay? So, what's the jalopy level? I'm going to call this one, well, the jalopy Christian. Now, I want you to picture a jalopy. What's a jalopy? I don't know if that's a modern word today, but years ago a jalopy stood for a car that was all beat up, all run down, you know, smoked, exhaust leak, had dents all over it, you know, all the parts are there, but it's not very appealing. It functions, but barely. Uh, It serves the purpose, but that's about it. It'll get you to the store, you know, That's it. That's the jalopy. Then you've got the toy car. Toy car, Christian. Now, I want you to picture a toy car. What do you see in your mind? Well, a toy car is for playing with. It's a game. Something to have fun with. You don't take it seriously. You certainly won't go out on the highway with it. It's for, here it comes, amusement only. The toy car is for play. And it will never get you where you need to go. Ain't going to happen. And then the third level, souped up, souped up Christian. Picture that souped up Ferrari. I got a buddy that's got a one of the souped up Corvette. It's like two years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take that thing to the moon. The guy with the souped up car. Oh, yeah, he means business. He is built to go somewhere. Certainly is. He'll get there fast. He'll get there in style. He has all the power that he needs, and then some. Oh, yeah. And by the way, very appealing, even enviable. You know, let's face it, right? When you see the souped-up race car, you're like, oh, I'd like to have that. That souped-up Corvette, I'd like to have that. Souped-up Mustang, I'd like to have that. Oh, yeah. Very enviable, very appealing. So that's the jalopy, the toy car, and the souped-up car. We're going to spiritualize these. 
And we're going to take a look at how these things can be comparable to the Christian way of life. Okay? Let's go back. The jalopy. Can you see it? All beat up. Paint faded. Smoke coming out of the exhaust. Rattling down the road. (laughs) I think I had one of those when I was younger. But let me ask you, is your Christian life like that? Yeah, all the parts are there, I think, right? You're born again. You've got the indwelling Holy Spirit. You got a Bible, the Word of God. You go to church. You have a spiritual gift. God gave you that at the moment of salvation. You have the certainty of eternal life. That's part of your salvation, right? But if you look at your life, is it appealing? When you look at the function of your life, is it functioning, maybe, but barely, or just getting by? Is your life a struggle after one, after another? It's like a struggle, one struggle after another. Always under a dark cloud. Now, some scriptures come to mind that are contrary to what Jesus would have you to do. Jesus is saying, listen, this is how you get out of that jalopy stage. Matthew six thirty one. He said, do not worry then, saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? Now, in those days, people were very impoverished in the first century in Palestine. And, you know, clothing was a luxury. They worked and got paid day by day, and they didn't have excess. So Jesus is telling them, I know you don't have excess, but don't worry. Okay? Now, by the way, you know who does worry? People who don't know God. They worry. They get all anxious. They get all out of sorts because they have no resources. They have no God. And Matthew 4, Jesus said, hey, well, he didn't say, hey, I did. Man does not live on bread alone, but on what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. See, the word of, the word of God for the jalopy Christian is the last thing you use for spiritual nourishment. It's the last thing. You go to God's word last instead of first. That's why you're a jalopy. Again, a jalopy Christian. Peter has a remedy for you. First Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him, on Christ, for he cares for you. But the jalopy Christian, they'd rather carry their own anxiety. No, I'll bear it. Jesus has too much to do. I'll bear my own burdens. I'll bear my own anxieties when Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'll give you rest for your soul. No. A jalopy Christian would rather carry their own burdens and their own anxiety rather than get strength from the Word of God. Let me ask you, is this where you are? All the parts are there. You get all the things that God gave at salvation, but your life is not very appealing. You're barely functioning. You're getting by, but that's about it. Or are you at this place? Here's another level of Christianity. This is the toy car Christian. Your Christianity is just a toy, a game, something to have fun with. 
You're a constant conference goer. You attend every concert, every coffee house, everywhere. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things, but when that's the substance of your life, hmm, you join every new church that opens up in town or the next town. There are people that do that. Every time a new church opens up, they flock there. And then a new, one's open, a new one opens up, they flock there. Then a new one opens up, they flock there. It's all about going to Christian concerts rather than helping the poor or serving the kingdom. Their Christianity, the toy car Christian, is just a big game. Christianity has become your toy. If it's not about you, then you don't want anything to do with it. Because you have a me, me attitude. What can I get? How will it make me happy? And by the way, there's a lot of preaching today that kind of contributes to that attitude. I don't like it. There's a lot of preaching that contributes to people just, you know, being happy and getting what they want. That's not the Christian life. Not at all. It's far from it. For others, it's about the next spiritual fad that blows through town. They, sometimes they call it a move of God, but it's not. It's not. We've had fads come through in the past. We've had people rolling in aisles, roaring like lions, barking like dogs, and they said that was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was just a fad. I call it a fad of foolishness. But some people, you know what, the toy car Christian, that's what they want. It's a game. Some want signs and wonders. The miraculous. Oh, we name churches with the name Miracle in it. It's a miracle ministry. Come and get your miracle. It's just a game. Paul has a word for you. He said God gave you apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastor teachers. For this reason, Ephesians 4.12, for the equipping of the saints. That means the complete furnishing of the saints. Why? For the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ. God gave us Bible teachers to equip us so we can build the kingdom of God. And how long does this go on? Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. You know what that means? This goes on until we get to heaven. Oh, yeah. We're on a growth program until we get to heaven. As a result, here's the outcome now. We are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Here it comes by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Oh, they're out there. They're out there. The wolves in sheep's clothing. They want one thing from you, your money. That's what they want, your money. That's all they want. That's all they care about, your money. But Paul goes, Paul goes on. He says, listen, you toy car Christians, here's what you need to be doing. Speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. That's it. What's the goal? To become Christ-like. Not about fun and games. Not about going through life looking like we were baptized in pickle juice. 
It's about growing up into Christ-likeness. So let me ask you, we mentioned two. Which one are you? Are you the jalopy Christian? Just a bundle of rattles and rolls going down the street. (laughs) Smoke coming out the exhaust. Engine overheating. Doors rattling. Wipers scratching. Sounds like one of my first cars. (laughs) Are you a toy car Christian? Girls just want to have fun. (laughs) Remember that song? Is that your theme song? We just want to have fun. Turn up the music. What's happening next? What's the next thing going on? When this happens, when you become submitted to the Word of God and you become committed to a church that will teach you the Word of God, you're not hopping around from church to church, but you're committed, then you become a souped-up Christian. That's the one that's appealing. That's the one that's enviable. A souped-up Christian. Like we said, this guy, this guy, this gal, they mean business. Like that car. He is built to go somewhere. And he'll get there fast. And in style. He has all the power that he needs. And then some. His life is very appealing. Even enviable. Why? Because he knows the Lord. She knows the Lord. That's it. That's all it takes. Ask yourself. Here's a good question. Do I mean business with God? How serious am I about getting to the place that God wants to get me? Where do we say God wants to get us? To maturity, to the fullness that's found in Christ. He wants us to grow up so we're not tossed here and there by every false doctrine and the trickery of men and deceitful scheming. He doesn't want us falling for that spiritual snake oil that comes around every once in a while. No, man, you got to be able to look beyond that, have the discernment to say, that's not of God. Get that out of here. That's not, that's not God stuff. But do you have that discernment? A lot of people don't. A lot of people, they just want to feel good. That's, I just want to be happy. I just want to feel, you know, the, the Christian life never guarantees anybody to be happy. Never. It can help you to have joy, which is different. Happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is based on inner resources. Oh, I like that. Inner resources. We have a treasure in earthen vessels. What is it? The Word of God. The indwelling Holy Spirit. That's the basis of our joy. And did you know that if you let the Holy Spirit have His way, He will produce the fruit of joy inside of you. He'll do that for you. But you got to commit to growth. Jalopy Christians don't get that joy. Toy car Christians, they don't get that joy either. You gotta be on the road to being souped up. Paul said to Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 7, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love, and here it comes, and discipline. Now, what's timidity? Fear. I think the King James might say fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power. What's power? Dunamis. That's where we get the word dynamite. It means force, ability. God has given us an ability 
That's what he's given us. Not a disability, an ability. The power of love. It's the word agape. You know what kind of love that is? Here it comes. Servanthood love. Servanthood love. Right? God so agape the world. He loved the world with agape love that he sent his son. And what did his son do? He served us. How did he serve us? Well, Jesus said it himself. I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life a ransom for many. He gave his life a ransom for all of our sins. See, love and serving, they go together. Think about it. Can you really love if you can't serve? Are you loving if you can't serve? And are you serving if you can't love? I think they go together. I think you need both. Love is demonstrated by serving. Serving is the evidence of love. So there are three important areas that you can apply this. You can apply it in your church. Hey, you can apply it in the workplace. And you can apply it at home. And that seems to be the three places that make up most of our lives, isn't it? Church, work, and home. Those are three important places. So why not live in servanthood love in those three areas? And be a souped-up Christian. A souped-up Christian has no fear. You know why? They have a roadmap. When you get a roadmap, you know where you're going. I like that. You know where you're going. You're not like, oh, we're lost. No. You know where you're going. Toy car Christian doesn't know where they're going. Jalopy Christian, they're not even going to get there. Souped up Christian, they know where they're going. They've got the roadmap. They've got the power at burning that high test. Oh, yeah, man. That high test. I know it's expensive these days. <laughs> hey, you know like how gas is expensive today? It's costing more every week. Did you know that it costs you to become a mature Christian? It does. It's going to cost you. People don't become mature Christians by being lazy. They become mature Christians by being diligent, by being faithful, by being committed. That's how you grow. That's how how you become mature. So you've got that high test energy, high test fuel. Okay. And then you have servanthood love. That's the motivation. See, what if love drives you through life, that's good motivation. Because you'll keep going. You're going to keep moving as long as you're loving. Loving doesn't stop us. Loving propels us. We do things because of love. And then we have discipline. What is that? Self-control. We have a sound mind. We stay on course. See, the roadmap tells us where to go, and discipline says, okay, that's the way I'm going to go, and I'm going to stay on the course. I'm not going to get off course. I'll get lost. I'm not going to go the wrong way. No, not at all. I'm going to go the right way because you're souped up. Now, next time we're together, which is probably tomorrow, we're going to look at someone who was a souped up Christian, and we're going to see them in action. We're going to see one in action. Tomorrow we're going to see a souped-up Christian. But for now, what level is the question today? What level do I want to live at? Hey, if you're not at a very good level, you can change it. You can change it. But try to answer the question, what level are you living at right now? Are you living at the jalopy level? All the parts are there. You are truly born again. All the parts are there. 
You've got the Holy Spirit. You've got eternal life. You've got a spiritual gift. You've got a home in heaven. You've got it all. But you're not very appealing. Your rattles and rolls. Smoke out the exhaust. You're overheating. You're functioning, but barely. Barely functioning. Getting by, but that's about it. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to be the jalopy Christian who told you how to move up today. Hey, are you the toy car Christian? Who's that? Oh, your Christianity? It's just a game. That's all it is. It's something to have fun with. That's all. Always looking for the next new thing. Right. What was the next concert? When's the next conference? When's the next this? When's the next that? But what's lacking is commitment. And there's a lot of spiritual butterflies, you know, they pollinate all the churches, but they're not committed to any. That's not good. I'm telling you right now, that's not the basis of growth. That's the toy car Christian. Girls just want to have fun. Then we wrap it up. Here we go. The souped up Christian. If that's you, God bless you. We need you. You mean business with God. You are going somewhere. You're using the power that God gave. See, here it is. We all have the same power. The jalopy Christian has the same power as the souped up Christian. The toy car Christian has the same power as the souped up kitchen. (laughs) Christian, not kitchen. Soup and kitchen, they go together. The souped up, we all have the same power. It's the dunamis of the Holy Spirit. So why do we, why don't we all become souped up Christians? Because some just rather be jalopies or toy cars, I guess. I don't know why. Why? God says, I laid it all out there. It's all yours. Use it. Maybe you don't mean business with God. That's why. That's what I would say. But when you're souped up, you're using the power God gave you and the way you live your life, it is appealing to others. And you know what? There's many Christians out there and they provide wonderful examples of what it means to be a follower of Christ. They're loyal, they're committed, they're godly, they're loving, they're caring, they're generous. They always have a word in season for those that struggle. They're just like tight with God, walking with God. It's a beautiful thing. So there are, see, there are people represented right now in this listening audience by all three of these levels. I'm sure we have some jalopy Christians that are listening. We have some toy car Christians that are listening. And we have some souped up Christians that are listening. Let's all move toward being souped up. Why not? Because we all have the same resources. We all have the same abilities. God has treated us all the same when he equipped us and he's given us pastors, teachers, evangelists. To what? To help us to grow. So ask yourself, are you committed to one? Are you committed to a pastor, teacher to help you to grow? Then you're not going to grow. I don't care. Because this is God's format. God set it up this way. If God didn't set it up this way, I'd be doing something else. I'd be 
playing in a rock band somewhere. But God set it up this way. He said, no, you, you're over here. You do this, Therian. That's what he's got me doing. Because this is God's program. This is God's means of maturing his people. That's why. Next time, we are going to meet a souped-up Christian. Who do you think that is? As your mind goes through the Bible, you could probably acknowledge quite a few souped-up Christians. Well, I'll give you a hint. We're going to be in the Old Testament. The Old Testament has a lot of souped-up Christians. Oh, yeah. It's got some that are not that souped-up either. But we're going to take a look at one that was souped-up. And my hope and prayer is that, okay, as we examine this souped-up Christian, that we can derive some wonderful lessons for our own lives as well. That's the key. We want to grow. We want to study these Bible characters, and we want to, you know, become like them in the positive aspects of who they are, in the positive aspects. Again, if you want that to happen to you, there's got to be a consistency in your intake of God's Word. There's got to be a consistency. It's like eating. If you eat once a month, you're not going to be healthy. You're going to be malnourished. If you eat once a week, you're not going to be that healthy. you got to eat every day. And so it is spiritually. You have to eat every day. Eat every day. And you'll be spiritually nourished. Get the Word of God. Okay? That is so important. You don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Who said that? Somebody really important. I think, oh, I think it was Jesus himself. He's the one that said that. Here's a way that you can get the Word of God every day. Join the Hope Club. Get a devotional in your email box. It's a six-minute audio file. That's all it is. Monday through Friday. Get a nice little devotional. That's going to help you to become a souped-up Christian. It will. All you have to do, go to newhoperadio.live and make it very easy. It's our new website. newhoperadio.live. Click the menu bar, and then it'll say, Join the Hope Club. Fill out the info. It explains the whole thing, what it's all about. And uh, you'll give us $3 a week so we can stay on the air, do the best you can with that. And we're going to send you an email Monday through Friday. We want you to be a souped-up Christian. No, no more jalopy. No more toy car. Nope. Souped-up. We want you to rev your engines. Get to that place in style. That's a souped-up Christian, okay? Join the Hope Club. We'll help you, and you'll help us as well. Thanks for coming along. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.